Razorback head coach Sam Pittman says the cornerback position is actually the best it's ever been since he's been at Arkansas. So what positions aren't going to be better from last year and the year before? We'll dive into that as well as get a great quote from linebacker coach Michael Schur about bumper pool and the competitive nature that he has. And then, of course, we got to talk some Razorback basketball over in Europe, all coming up on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across all of Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend as we have now entered into pre-pre-game week, something like that. 19 days as the uh, little whiteboard sign, if I'm looking in the mirror over here, says uh, just 19 days away from Razorback football. And we continue to get updates from camps and get to hear from different coaches and different players, which is uh, always just great to know. And it's great for you know content. It's great to have discussions about things and it's also great to really get an idea of where some of these coaches are at because we don't get to hear from them all the time. Uh, but it's still uh, really fascinating to hear from some of them. But, of course, Sam Pittman, whenever he meets with the media, there's always going to be some things that come out of it uh, that are going to be pretty fascinating. Now, a lot of times, Sam Pittman in these press conferences just answers questions about particular players or particular position groups. And then he says, well, this guy's doing good or this is what I think about this guy. This is what he's been dealing with. This is how he's getting better. You know, all of those different things he's always having to answer questions about. And so when you go through that mix, like there's not really a whole lot that you can use or at least talk about uh, for an extended period of time when it comes to uh, segments on this podcast, you know, and that's kind of what I look for as, you know, just, it's, it's hard to just, you know, kind of give updates on things and then uh, make a full podcast out of it. I don't think that would be very entertaining either, but every so often that there'll be something that comes out from that though, that I, kind of sparks my questions or sparks my interest. And it was no different with what Sam Pittman had to say over the weekend when he was asked about the cornerbacks. And we know that Arkansas had to replace quite a few cornerbacks from last year. Uh, we know that, of course, Buster Brown went to the NFL, got drafted. We know that guys like Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks had left. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of unknown and uncertainty there. But he was asked about the cornerback position and just what it's looking like. And honestly, his answer was a little bit surprising. Take a listen. There's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we talked before scrimmages and how we're going to play the players and all that. But, you know, you have HUD and and um, and certainly have Malik Chavis. Uh, those two guys are running m most of the time out there with the ones. And then you got Nudie, uh, Dwight McLaughlin, and, and then you got Day Day. Those guys are right there. So, you know, and who knows what's going to happen in the next 21 days. But I will say this. Kiwan Parker is really playing well. So is Kyrie Johnson. They're, 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 they're doing a good job. We're better than we've been so to, in, in, since I've been here at corner, which is allowing us to do a little bit more on defense. And But I think there's, if you're looking at battles on our team, that's, to me, that's, that's the biggest battle. 
um, that we have is corner. And probably the next one is who who would run out there with your ones at wide receiver, you know, because you obviously have Keytron and Matt and, you know, uh, uh, Warren. And so I don't know. They're all really good players, so good players. So obviously you can take a lot of things from that. And the thing that specifically stood out to me is him saying that we're the best at corner that we've been since I've been here. Now, that's probably speaking more to the depth of the cornerback position, but quality of depth and how there's so much of a good battle going on there. It's allowed them to do different things. And that made me start wondering that when he comes out and he says, oh, you know, at the, at the cornerback position, we're the best that we've ever been. I know as a team, I feel like this team is going to be better than what they were last year. I know a lot of you feel the same way. Uh, a lot of national pundits feel the same way. I know that the schedule sets up a little bit easier this year for Arkansas than what it was last year. Like, there's just a lot of elements and, and pieces into this whole thing of why this could be actually a better season this year than what it was last year. But if you break it down by position groups and kind of just use it from what we know right now, and that could be as far as depth, as far as uh, better players, as far as players going through development over another year that will be better, just like kind of break it down like quarterback is going to be just as good, if not better. Because you have K.J. Jefferson, another year under his belt, after being the starter last year, after being great, you would assume he's going to be just as good, if not better. Okay, running backs. You're going to be, I believe, better because you have so much quality depth there and also guys that are a year older, a lot of freshmen played last year, and they're all going to be better. As long, and this is all based on healthiness, of course. They're going to be better. They're going to be uh a lot more different guys being able to get into the mix. So you're going to be better there. Offensive line, you're going to be just as good, if not better, because you had a great offensive line last year. You only lost really one player. And we know Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy do a phenomenal job coaching offensive line. You're going to be better there. Tight end, I Blake Kern was really good last year. I think he was undervalued and underrated. But I think that Trey Knox is really going to be able to step up and be uh, the type of player that catches the ball a lot more out of the out of the backfield or maybe comes out and gets some big third down plays. If his blocking is where it needs to be, like if he can be able to be that guy that develops really well in the blocking schemes, I think with between him and then Hudson Henry, maybe if he can take those next steps, the tight ends can be even better. They're not going to be worse. I think worst case scenario for them, they're just as good as what they were last year. But I think there's potential to be even better. and. It kind of goes the same way in the wide receiver group. Now, you're, we know all about Traylon Burks. We know how you're not going to have one player that's better than Traylon Burks was last year. You're just not. But I believe as a collective unit, and I had a podcast about this the other day, as a collective unit, you're going to be better overall at wide receiver because you have more, more guys out there. You have quality depth. You have big dudes with a lot more speed. So... I believe you'll be able to make up for it. You're not going to have that one player, and that's the one position group where I'm like, it, it, will, it could be better, but it won't look the same, if that makes sense. It won't look like it was last year where you have one guy getting all the touches. It'll be better because you have multiple guys getting a lot of touches and, and a lot of touchdown passes. So that's that's a weird one, but still in position to be better. Cornerback, we heard of Sam Pittman say that's the best it's ever been depth-wise. I think you're going to be better there. Safety, because you have Catalan back there, who's going to be a starter, and uh, some other experienced guys back there too, Miles Slusher, whoever. Uh, you're going to be better in that position uh, overall. Linebacker, 
I still believe you're going to be better. Uh, you're, you may not have, uh, you know, the guys that you can count on as much, or at least the senior veteran guys. But I just believe that with bumper pull, and then you have an athlete, a freak dude like Drew Sanders back there, uh, that he's gonna he's bringing a whole new element to the linebacker group, especially when it comes to his pass rush. He's a phenomenal pass rusher. So I think that it'll be better because you have. Um, obviously, Bumper Pool has been around a long time, a seasoned veteran in the SEC, and then a high-quality five-star caliber linebacker who's able to get to the pass rush. And then Chris Poo Paul, if he ends up being, you know, the guy that can be that third guy uh, into the mix, you, you'd be looking at a group that's even better than what it was last year. And then you get to the defensive line. Uh, the defensive line is, <laughs> I mean, you had Ridgeway last year. Ridgeway was a great player. Trey Williams was good for like the first four games, and there was a little bit of a drop-off there. Uh, but he was still solid because he was an experienced defensive lineman in the SEC. Markel Utzi was a, kind of the same thing. He was an experienced defensive lineman uh, in, in this conference. And so it's not that they were like just a great defensive line group, but they were solid. They were at least good enough. And then, then you had some other guys that would, you know, find ways to, to be involved, like Isaiah Nichols, who's apparently somebody that they're going to count on a lot this year. Uh, you think about uh, the the other Williams kid, that uh, number fifty six, that had some moments last year too. And then you throw into the mix of some guys that got out of the transfer portal. Don't know exactly how much of a factor they're going to be this year, but it at least adds some depth. That's the one position group on this team. I look at the defensive line, just in general. Where it could be, it could be just as good, but it also could easily be worse. Because you, right as of right now, you don't have that one guy like you did last year with John Ridgeway. That's like, all right, well, all else fails. We got this guy that we can count on. We got this guy that we can count on to to plug up those holes and to plug up the middle and be able to open up a few other things for us as well. That's it, and also just pass rushing in general. I mentioned Drew Sanders being a great pass rusher, but you don't want your linebacker being your best option as a pass rusher like you just don't that's not really usually a good recipe uh for how y'all you want it all to go down but go to the special teams you know your kicker is just going to be just as good if not better because of another year of development punting is going to be great kind of the same situation in the same way uh i think that the defensive or special teams players in general will be able to be you know more more coached more you know uh, accessible more uh understanding of exactly what's asked out of them so you're talking about an improvement there, and it won't be any worse than what it was last year. So that's kind of where we, if you lay it all out that way, and I'm sure some of you will disagree in the comments and say, and that's fine. But if you lay it all out that way, there's not really, besides defensive line and possibly, possibly wide receiver, to where you'll say that a position group is not going to be as good as what it was last year. And that's kind of where I'm banking on a lot of my high expectations for this team. At the end of the day, you're still going to be playing in the SEC and you're still going to be playing against a lot of other good teams. But when you lay it all out that way and assuming that everyone stays healthy and assuming that the depth is as quality as what Sam Pittman is saying it is, which I think there's no reason to believe it's not, then putting in all that together and putting all those pieces together is why you're going to have a better collective unit than what you had last year. So call me crazy. Call me stupid. That's fine. I'm used to it. Make fun of my physical appearance. I'm used to it by this point. That's fine. But I, I kind of, you know, how I was like to say as I, as I'm saying all that to say this is kind of my phrase. I guess I use a lot, but 
I say all that to say this. When you look at every single unit for Arkansas, you know that you have good quality coaches that are coaching these guys up. And you know that you've been able to add some quality depth, whether it's in recruiting or whether it's via the transfer portal. And in some cases in the transfer portal, you've even added players that are higher quality or that are even better than what you had last year. You still have your coordinators and Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. You still have a lot of these position coaches that are really good developers of talent. And you have all of that going for you right now in fall camp. If everybody stays healthy, which is the key, if everybody stays healthy, besides maybe the defensive line, there is not a single unit on this team that won't be as good as what they were last year. And in fact, I would even make an argument that the vast, vast, vast majority of all these position groups will be better this upcoming season than what they were last year. And if they are better than what they were last year, given the schedule that you have, given the home games that you have, given the mentality and the culture that has been developed by this team from Sam Pittman over the past few seasons, there's no reason to believe that this team is not going to have a big-time season that'll be even better than last year. That's what I believe. And I cannot wait for the season to get started. Folks, I got to tell you about LinkedIn. I know how you all are gearing up for fall, and as am I, but you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help find you the right people when you need to hire them. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the uh, next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, Michael Schurer, who's a linebacker coach for Arkansas. We don't get to hear from him much, and he doesn't get talked about a whole lot. So I was really fascinated to hear from him over the weekend dealing with fall camp. Uh, but he had a really, I thought, interesting comment and kind of a uh, a question from Bob Holt in the press conference to where he responded and kind of went on a, a whole uh, rant a little bit uh, about bumper pool specifically. Because earlier in the press conference, uh, he mentions Michael Schur did that bumper pool got mad at him, got, you know, got mad at at him as my as Michael Schur. And so usually when you hear that, it's kind of like a comment of like, whoa, what? I mean, was there a blow up? Like what happened? Well, here's the exchange and a really cool answer and rant uh, by linebacker coach Michael Schur. And then when you said Bumper was mad at you, I mean, were you joking or? No, no, and, and, and no, not at all. Not at all. Not one bit. Um, first off, uh, uh, I have a ton of respect for the kid because of last year. Um, you know, nowadays they got this deal called the transfer portal and people like to take the easy way out and find, find easy things to do. Okay. 
right? So you don't think something's working out or you're not happy with your situation, right? Well, everybody gave you an exit door now, easy way out. He stayed in my office every single day, never once complained. All he wanted to know is how can I get better? How can I do this? How can I do that? And, uh, you know, the, he, he's a competitor, you know? And, and if you look at our rep count from last year, Okay, they're all pretty equal. You know, I think Hayden had about 50 more than Bumper, and Grant may have 50 more than Hayden, something like that. Okay, but they're all equal. We really didn't have, you know, yeah, two guys started on the field, but we didn't have starters. Okay, so a lot of it went down to him not worrying about when he was going to go on the field and showing up every day to get better, and also him trusting me that, you know, we were going to work together, all three of us in that room, so that everyone was the best they could possibly be. Um, so yeah, he was mad. I mean, you start on, you start for three years, and, and you know they they finally understood that it's more of a mental thing than it's a real thing, right? You, most of the time you see on the games when they flash up the starters, Bumper Pool was up there. Okay, it's a mental thing, and they realized that after a while. But you want to be a starter, right? You want your net, you want your you want your video up there, you want your name up there, all that stuff. At the end of the day, does it matter? No. You play fifty snaps, Hayden play fifty snaps, Grant play fifty three, probably. Okay, but as a competitor, you want to be that guy. Okay, so yeah, he was mad at me, but he never once ever complained and he never once showed up a day not ready to work, like, oh I'm I'm here, I'm this, I'm that. I've been doing this for how many years. Never, ever, ever. And I have uh, tremendous amount of respect for that kid for that, and and I think the drive he had last year every single day is uh, carried over into this year, and, and I think it's made him a, a really, really good football player. Just a really good uh, answer there from Michael Schur, and something that kind of dives into the the way of how certain players are, you know, they approach things. And I think Bumper Pool, everybody knows about Bumper Pool and how good he is. And, you know, he's a quality player. He's a guy that's been around the program for a long time, as was mentioned, longer than most. Um, and I, I think that all of that thing, stuff involved, sometimes you don't really think about the behind the scenes. We're just like, oh, yeah, Bumper Pool's the starter. Bumper Pool's this, Bumper Pool's that. That's what we know. But to hear Michael Schur talk about uh, the mentality that he had and, and just how players are, he really goes into the transfer portal and says, hey, a lot of these, a lot of these kids entering into the transfer portal uh, didn't get their way, so they just you know give up, they quit, they go in, and they try to take the easy way out. And Bumper Pool has never had that mentality and has never once, even though he gets upset, he gets frustrated because of maybe the lack of what he's getting or the attention he's getting or whatever it may be. He doesn't just throw up his hands and quit and, and, and pout or anything like that. He goes to work. He tries to get better. And that is something that is so refreshing to hear from when it comes to so many players in college football because that is a problem. That is a problem in college sports in general. And I'm not saying everybody who enters into the transfer portal is you know quitting or giving up. I'm not saying that. There are sometimes legitimate reasons and legitimate uh, uh, explanations for people entering into the portal because of situations that may not be best for them or even coaches saying, hey, it may be best for you to get into the portal. I'm not saying everybody does that. But there is some sort of climate in college sports where if things don't go your way immediately, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else to where I know that I have an easier path to be a starter, an easier path to play more. Now, some may sit and some may applaud that and say, well, yeah, because everybody wants to play. But I don't know. I kind of always looked at it in the same case of, did you really give it your all? Did you really use that as motivation? Because nothing in life is easy. Like anything that's worth having is not easy in life. And 
I, I know this just again, it's not I'm not trying to compare it to football because I'm not a football player. I'm never going to be a college football player. So uh, I'm not trying to use a comparison. The only thing I know is what I know. And like for this podcast or for my radio show, you know, I could I could say that where I'm at here at 1037 the buzz, it's extremely competitive here in this market. And it's extremely competitive when it comes to sports content and everything. I could sit there and if I don't get, you know, if there's one quarter where or one book, ratings book where I don't get number one in the ratings. I could say, well, I'm going to go to some market to where there's nothing really there. There's no competition. I can just step right in and be number one. Or I can use that as motivation to get better. And I think by using that motivation to get better, you become a better radio show host. You become a better podcaster. You become better at everything that you do. That's how I've always appreciated and respected people. And in this case with Bumper Pool, sounds like that he's kind of the same way and has the same mentality that's one that gets a lot of respect from, from coaches, and if, for this particular case, Michael Schur. So I just thought that was really cool to hear that perspective from Coach Schur uh, about Pumper Pool and about just college football players in general, and uh, something that I think really opened the eyes to a lot of people of what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, we will ju jump into some basketball, some Razorback basketball here in just a second, but if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of the greatest joys, and I've, I've been telling you about this when it comes to the flavors that they have, they have cookie dough. Like it's a puff bar and it's cookie dough and it's incredible. That's like what I have every single morning before I do this podcast. And it is incredible because not only does it taste great because it's covered in 100% chocolate, but it only has 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. So it gets you going in the mornings. It is very convenient. It tastes amazing. And they have so many different flavors to choose from that if you were the one that are, have not yet taken advantage and taking advantage of the deal that we offer on this podcast, you're missing out. So go to built.com, use promo code locked on 15. They changed it, got a new promo code. So locked on 15. If you enter in that promo code at built.com, you're going to get 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you order, doesn't matter how many built bars, different flavors you get, does not matter. You just enter in that promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15 locked on 15. I got to make sure I say it right. Locked on 15 for 15% off over at built.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, um, Eric Musselman met with the media, as we know that Arkansas is still going through uh, their whole Europe trip, and I think uh, today they'll have another game, and hopefully, like, it's just so funny seeing these courts <laughs> that they play on and the teams that they play on, and and everything so uh but they uh took took care of business of orange one Passano, uh <laughs> and defensively they really stepped it up uh considering that they only had nine third quarter points and they cruised to a 75 to 54 victory so the defense really stepped up but eric musselman met with the media as well as mariah musselman his daughter made an appearance in the press conference and here's what he's had to say about the defense stepping up their efforts i thought it was much improved we still have a long way to go on on some things, but, um, you know, much, much improved defensively tonight. Defensive intensity was really well. Uh, came into a plan on this trip to to uh, start all 13 players. Uh, they've all now gotten an opportunity. We have a really good sample size of, of you know, some of our roster players' strengths and weaknesses. And uh, when this trip is over, uh, obviously we'll come back late August and, and September and get right back to work, but we'll have a large sample size of examples to try to help each 
player get better individually as well as help our team uh, get better. But it was not an easy travel day. It was a typical uh, NBA G League travel day. So it was really good for our guys to experience that. We went from one country to another country. Uh, Bags were not here. Uh, All of our balls uh, were lost. Our our backdrop uh, for press conferences was lost. Um, One of our players, they're still searching for his luggage. Uh, but we took the players and the coaching staff. We got on a bus. We left our luggage because it was it took an hour and a half to get it off the carousel. Um, and so we basically got our luggage. We ate lunch, got our luggage, and got on a bus. So I was proud that nobody used that as an excuse at all. So kind of a, an interesting, like, roundabout way of uh, explaining kind of what happened in the game where the defensive effort was better. Uh, the, just the overall like mentality, it seemed of the team was better from Musselman's eyes, but especially going into like what they went through uh, and some of these guys with losing their luggage and, and having to go through, uh, you know, all that stuff, it, it cracks me up because I'm like, man, I can't, like that stuff. I can't even think about like, you know, here in America and here in the United States, I know that we have our own issues when it comes to travel and flights getting canceled and all that stuff and losing luggage. But I feel like it's just like exponentially scarier or at least more frustrating. Or I don't know what I'd do if I was losing my stuff in a foreign country, you know, just because I'm like, I don't know the rules here. I don't know if I'm going to get it back. Like, what if it it doesn't show up until days after I've already come back home? Like, how is that all going to work? So that would be extremely stressful. And if I was a college player and I had like my luggage and I know that I got like a coaching staff and everybody's going to take care of all that stuff. But if I have all my stuff and then it goes missing in a foreign country, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get this back. And that would probably be on my mind and, and probably affect the way that my day went. I'd be very frustrated by all that. So that was a cool thing to hear from Musselman and saying, hey, this is these guys took care of business. They, they, they handled it the right way. And, you know, things like that are like, OK, well, that's that's kind of a cool thing. and shows that, hey, sometimes the off the court stuff happens, but this team wasn't impacted by it at all. So they took care of business. They looked really good defensively. Anthony Black really is showing off his athleticism. I mean, guys, this is the most athletic I've ever seen a Razorback basketball team ever, ever. And I know that there's probably some of you that are watching this that, you know, are going to say, well, what about the ones in 1983? Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, w- I wasn't alive then. So <laughs> I'm just going off of what I've seen. And what I've seen is this is the most athletic team by far, not even close, that I've ever seen at Arkansas. Like, they've always had players like you know, you had a guy like Sonny Weems when he was on a team and a couple of other decent players, but Sonny Weems was a freak athlete. Or when you had Michael Qualls, a freak athlete. Uh, but now you have like freak athletes across the board where I don't know who the most athletic guy is because there's so many to choose from. But uh, they have a they have a little bit longer there in Europe uh, to really close down shop and to really uh, showcase uh, their final you know, stay there and uh, hopefully continue to build. And then basketball season will be right around the corner. It's incredible that one of my most listened to podcasts the past month was about basketball. When fall camp's going on, of all times, like basketball, is that exciting? Yeah, I mean, it is. People are pumped about it, and they're pumped up about this team as well. Appreciate everybody listening in the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see.